Hello, everyone. In this episode of Otherworld London, we deal with the subject of suicide. We wanted to give you a warning so that you could either listen to the episode or skip ahead to episode 30. We also wanted to provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline here in the U.S. That number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. Thank you. Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Welcome to Otherworld London. This is episode 29, and we have some players with us. Hi, I'm Abria Iyengar, playing Dr. Lisette Powell. Hey, I'm Mac Bovey. I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is in some deep magic weirdness right now. Hi, this is Terry Gamble. I am playing Alizé Carew, shopkeeper, lover of life, fiancé. Hi, I'm Michelle Otis, and I'm playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms, who is about to open a can of whoop-ass on her son. <laughs> so, not a lot happened last time. It was kind of a quiet episode. I dare. Mm-hmm. You guys found a orb floating in a box inside of Alizé's shop. It ended up being a seed that melted into the floor and had a huge tree erupt through the entire building. That caused Alizé to lose her shit, and she flew into a crowd of masked people and started to beat on them, which was completely valid. Then we had Ethel, who missed her role as well, and she fell to the ground and started to have a seizure, which was quite bad. And you guys were rushed off to the hospital with Dr. Powell in tow. Meanwhile, Eugenia went to her home, and she found her oldest son there, claiming that he was the heir to Lord McNevin and that he no longer needed the pin bottoms and left abruptly. He was quite rude and was deemed to be a jerk. So that is basically what happened last time. Like I said, not a lot (laughs) and nothing at all. It was quick. So we're going to actually pick up with Dr. Powell, Ethel, and Alizé as they're being rushed to the hospital. Right now, Alizé and Ethel are passed out. They're both on stretchers on the back of this like carriage wagon thing. Very early ambulance, Dr. Powell. You're up front with the driver. 
And you guys come up to the hospital. You see Dr. Graves leaning up against the wall, not far away from the entrance. He's smoking a cigarette. He's got on this god-awful bloody schmuck. He kind of looks like from afar, he's got his like hair hanging down and he kind of looks like David Bowie from his uh, White Duke period, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Terry knows what I'm talking about. Very uh, much so. I am <laughs> cheering for joy right now. I was listening to David Bowie all afternoon today. I, I ordered Impulse Bot uh, over this uh, time, uh, a double disc uh, album. Anyway, on vinyl, all I've been listening to. Oh, not so good. Awesome. So he's like leaning up against the wall, smoking a cigarette. And the people who came to pick up you guys uh, get out and these nurses come running out of the hospital to get the gurneys. There's four of them, one for each side, and they have on masks, all of them. They're in nurses' outfits. They start grabbing the gurneys or whatever and start taking them into the hospital. Wait, they're wearing animal masks? They're wearing masks, Okay, but they're dressed like they're nurses. So they're either nurses who have put on the mask or they have dressed up like nurses. What do you do? Okay, uh, hold on there, uh, my, my good nurses. One second, where are you taking them? They don't acknowledge you're there and they just start carrying them into the hospital quickly. Dr. Graves looks up just a moment later and goes, Oh, Dr. Powell, how are you? I'm, uh, she just gestures at the people in masks. Are you not concerned? Uh, My good women, I command you to stop. They don't listen to you. You see Alice goes to the left down one corridor and Ethel goes to the right down a different corridor. Dr. Graves goes, well, what's going on? Are they, is there a problem? He doesn't understand the masks. Do you not see the masks those nurses were wearing or are your eyes as crusty as your clothing? I thought I told James to clean you up. Yes, I, I, I am sorry, but um, do you need my assistance or what's going on? Yes, yes, follow me. All right, so he starts following you. Uh, we're going to take off and follow. Who went to the right? Ethel went to the right. Alizé went to the left. Yeah, okay. We'll follow We'll follow Alizé. You see them at the very end of the hallway, and they go in and shut this door, and you hear it lock. It's like one of those old, really old locks. Like, the, And we'll be right back to you, okay? <laughs> All right. Sorry, Ethel. I think you guys all just died because I didn't know how to stop women. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a short recording session. It's fine. <laughs> Ethel, you're walking in this blackness. There's nothing around you. Some ambient light, but you don't know where it's coming from. It's surrounding you. You see the woman in white appear, and she goes, Why have you not dealt with Sir Nunos? Uh... If you understood how much work we are putting into that current problem, you would not be asking me that question. His new temples are making him more powerful. You do not have much more time. Well, I am open to suggestions, my good madam. You need to find a banishment spell. There's probably one in the... And then suddenly she just stops where she's floating. And over her shoulder, you see Dr. Vogue writing on a tablet. I am sorry. I fell behind in writing what you were saying. 
I will make her continue with her conversation in a second. I beg your pardon? I was running behind on my notes, and so I stopped her from talking. I just froze her for a moment while I caught up with what you were saying. It's very important we get everything down properly for our research. Now, who is this person? The lady in what? Does she, is that her only name, or do you, does she go by something else? Out of character, we haven't established that, right? You know that she's also referred to as Rihanna. And suddenly the lady in white goes, and another thing, I just wait, feel wait, did like... did you just see what? another gentleman here? She turns around and looks. Nope, I, I don't see anyone. And then she freezes again. And <laughs> he says, she can't see me. I'm not in her time stream. I put you in two time streams. Well, that's rude considering you didn't tell me what you were up to. But I... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. Well, I think we are definitely into that territory, considering now I am all kinds of frazzled and not sure of what is precisely going on. I will leave if you'd like. What are you doing here? Are you in my head or? Well, of course, you're unconscious. I can't. It's, you're in your brain right now talking to her. Do me a sanity check. <laughs> do I need to do that too, just for real life? <laughs> I do one every day. Oh my gosh. Okay, I got a uh, 45, so I'm still good. All right, so your, your brain is trying really hard to hold on to what you know as linear time and is doing an okay job. Do you want me to leave? I was just studying the interaction. Uninvited, I might add. I'm very sorry. Are you, though? No. I didn't think so. Are you telling me that this woman in white might be also just a figment of my head at this moment? No, she is here. Unwanted, as you said. <sighs> I am growing very weary of whatever this is. Can you please let her speak so we can see how to potentially defeat this evil that has befallen our city? Of course. And then suddenly she turns around and goes, I don't see anybody there. Anyway, you're, you're, you're not getting to the point that we need to get to, which is how are you going to move forward with Sir Nunos? Like I said, if you've advised, we would be mighty obliged, but it sounds like you want me to go find a banishing spell. I'm sure there are places where there are many different books for you to look at. Maybe the spell will be there. I would be more than happy to go and take a look, uh, provided I am eventually conscious again, because as I understand it, I currently am not. I'll wake you up and deal with the masked people, but I can't keep doing you favors. Oh, I understand. I wouldn't expect to weigh heavy on your kindness. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll come back to you. Abria, Dr. Powell and Dr. Graves, what is your response when you hear the door lock? She definitely immediately goes up and starts banging on the door. You see that it is this large steel door with a little small hole that you can see through. They've taken Alizé into the examination room and they're trying to wake her up with smelling salts. 
In the corner of the room is a wolf that's just sitting there waiting. It's actually quite big and it's snarling a bit. Dr. Graves goes, we can't get through this door. It needs a key. And he goes, oh wait, I, I have a key. And he starts like going through this ring of keys. Alizé, you wake up to being surrounded by these two nurses with masks, and then in the corner there's this large wolf that you recognize as your other half. It stands up on its hind legs and starts to split down the center of its body. From this split comes a light, an indescribable light, that bathes the room in a bizarre color that you've never seen before. You shudder as it starts to shamble towards you. Its goal is clear, merge with you again. I do need sand checks from everybody before we move on. A 78's not going to do it. Nope. Cool. Um, yeah, no, not so good. <laughs> Public shaming. These are bad dice. Okay, so Terry, you lose two points. Abria, you lose three. Oh, beans. The tendrils that you guys keep seeing start to come out from this wolf towards you, Alizé. Abria, uh, give me just a percentage roll. I want you to roll for Dr. Graves. Just let me know what you got. Baby, these dice don't work. God. Dr. Graves is able to undo the door latch, but stumbles a bit before going in. One of the mass people jump and just tackle him, and they hit into the wall. What do you want to do? Oh, I... I don't fight. This isn't... I... I'm going to go for Alizé. Just... Give me a dex roll. All right. 39. You close the gap between yourself and Alizé very quickly as tendrils start to come out of this wolf, attempting to reattach itself to Alizé. You quickly undo the bindings and you roll off the table, grabbing her onto the floor. Meanwhile, it drops down onto the table a second later. It then uses those tendrils to start pushing itself back up. And Dr. Graves says, run, run. No shit. <laughs> Sherlock, which is a contemporary book series at the time. <laughs> She's gonna like pull Alizé behind her and book it for the door. <laughs> Okay, so you guys head out the door. Do you shut the door behind you? I mean, no, I don't want to leave Graves stuck in there. Okay, cool. Just wondering. Let's bounce over to Ethel. You suddenly wake up and the entire room is covered in blood. It's like the nurses exploded and you're no longer tied to anything, but you are covered in gore. What do you want to do? <sighs> And she has this power and wants us to go after Sununos. My God. I'm going to exit the room and try and see if I can't find like some nurse's clothing or something to sop into or at least sop up some of the mess. Yeah, you come out and the first thing that you see is down the other side of the hall, you see Alizé and Dr. Powell running. Well, then I forget my plan of getting something to wash the blood off of and go running towards them. 
So you start to run towards them and we'll get right back to you guys. Eugenia, your husband, after a moment, after Robert Jr. leaves, he abruptly turns around and storms out. And you hear him go down the steps and out the front door. What do you want to do? Well, I know in a situation like this, I need to give him some time to process and cool down before we can have a conversation. So, okay. I, not knowing what to do, probably ask Mrs. Fitch for a cup of tea. Mrs. Fitch brings you a cup of tea. And as you're walking by your room, you notice that there is no furniture in it. Mrs. Fitch? Yes, ma'am. Why is there no furniture in my room? While you were gone, the general had everything moved out. Only of my room? Yes, ma'am. We weren't really uh, allowed to come up. It was just the workers. I see. Um, I take a look in the general's room. You notice that the general has a new bed. It's uh, much larger than the old bed. Okay. If you look around, you've noticed that he's merged your rooms with each other. So he's brought all your clothes into his room and the bed is bigger. Oh my. Well, I am not quite sure what to say or what to think. This has been a terribly shocking day. And I just, I just sit down at the the little table that's probably in there and and just keep sipping my tea because I really don't know what to make of all of this. <laughs> okay. So we'll get back to you then. All right. So the three of you are together in the main lobby area and some of the other doctors and nurses who are not wearing masks come up. What do you guys want to do now that you're all together? What was... Oh, oh, well, sorry. Um, Oh, so that was your doing? Not my doing, but maybe they were lured by me. I, you see, I have some history with this particular god. It's not great. We kind of were together. Now we're like separate. And sometimes it's hard for, you know, when you're with someone and he leaves someone, sometimes there's one of you from that partnership that's still drawn towards the other one. Yes? Partnership with a large wolf. Did As you they call him a god? Say breaking up is hard to do. Um, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> She's going to turn and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. Don't leave at that. I, I'll try my best to explain. It's... <sighs> How do you intend on explaining this? I was asked by Scotland Yard to investigate some murders, but not th- this. This is beyond what anyone would expect of anyone and I should commit myself and I this is no wait that's an so you were sent here by Scotland Yard Uh, (laughs) oh I I was solicited 
by a detective to elicit information from you women of interests in some terrible looking murders. I was working with uh, Dr. Graves. Oh, Graves. Oh, Graves. He might be dead now. All because of you. Or not you. I don't know. And I don't know what to do with any of this. That's normal um, in our world, quite honestly. It's probably the most proper initiation into our group. Although what's not normal is not sharing any information that might be important, such as you investigating us. For what it's worth, I've known you for. And she pulls a pocket watch out of her, like, (laughs) apron. Two hours. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like I've been forthcoming enough. And she just gives this, like, weird grimace that's somewhere between a smile and a scowl. And she's just completely distracted. Well, that's fair. I could see one being overwhelmed, but Scotland Yard has no idea what they're up against. And now you understand how big this is and that maybe some of the information that they have given you was not quite up to speed. Oh, I agree. Shall we try to help you get there? If you're open and willing, we can talk. I suppose. I don't. What is happening? Just why are you? Yes, please explain. Get me up to speed. I need to understand. I think Ethel sort of purses her lips and just starts walking off towards the door, still completely covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Michelle, Eugenia sits there and drinks tea, and you're not quite sure how much time goes by. Mrs. Fitch comes up and says, "Uh, Ma'am, there's a police officer at the front door who'd like to speak with you. Oh, well, all right. And I go downstairs. And there's a gentleman standing there. He looks like he's a sergeant. You've seen the ranks and stuff before. Miss Pinbottom, I'm sorry to interrupt your day, but we had an incident where your husband, Robert, was picked up after assaulting your son. Oh, oh my. He's down at the station right now and has requested that you come and pick him up. Of course, immediately. And I have the carriage brought around. All right, so you head down there, and they take you in. They haven't put him in a cell, but he is sitting at a desk, and there's an officer sitting with him. You can see his hands look bruised and bloodied, and he's kind of just looking down at the floor as you come in. And the officer says to you, Your son would like to press charges against your husband for assault. Might I have a moment alone with my husband? Sure. I'll be right over there if you need me. Oh, darling. I'm angry too, and while he deserved a good throttling, 
You didn't have to do this. He just sits there quietly, very somber, looking at the floor. <laughs> yes, I know. I'll have to have a conversation with him. He's... I don't even know what to do with that boy. But I will talk with him. In the meantime, I'll... I'll call a solicitor. Say nothing to the police. And the officer comes back over. Says, all right, we'll... uh, He'll be here when uh, when you come back, obviously. Of course. All right, so from there, where do you want to go? Well, I'm going to go to our lawyer first, of course, our solicitor. <laughs> okay. And let him know what's going on. So you, you head over there and your lawyer comes out. So how can I help you today, Miss Penbottom? Well, we're in quite a predicament. Aren't you always lately? This past year has been quite eventful. Luckily, I'm on retainer. I can do without the smart remarks. Thank you. If you'd like to remain on retainer. (sighs) Madam, what would you like me to do for you? Well, Robert has been in a scuff Mm. with Robert Jr. Okay. It is a family squabble. However, Robert Jr. has decided to press charges. How much of a scuff are we talking about? Quite a bad one. Hmm. I see. He is a military man, after all. He's not going to go light on the boy. And your son is not, uh, as sturdy. No, nor half as pleasant. All right, I'll go down to the station and get him released. But you really need to take up new hobbies that don't involve so much violence, ma'am. We're, uh... There's only so many bullets I'll be able to keep you from getting hit by, if you know what I mean. I understand. All right, I shall go down there. Good day. Good day. And I'd also like to, while he's on his way to the station, I'd like to talk to probably our other lawyer, (laughs) who is in charge of the estate and the finances and the wills and everything like that. All right. So he's an older man. I'm surprised to see you. Uh, Your son, Robert, came by... Not three days ago. Thought you were all taken care of. What do you mean? I came by and said that uh, he had some business and wanted to look over the finances. And since he's been in charge of your finances, I let him take a look and he made some adjustments. What kind of adjustments? Well, let's see. He, uh, He transferred some of the funds that you had been putting into... Your accounts with the Bank of London, and he switched them over to a secondary bank. No. No, reverse it. Okay, it'll take... Reverse it immediately. Nothing immediate in banking, my madam, I'm sorry. Well, as quickly as you can. It is to be reversed as quickly as you can. He is no longer in charge of our finances. Well, I'll, I'll need your husband's signature. Of course. Right now, he still has access to everything. Well, is there anything in the meantime, any way in which I can prevent him from having access? Nothing that's legal. I have a question. Yes? Would it be possible 
for me to change all of the accounts over into mine and my husband's name only. Well, you, um, I, 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 I don't know if we can do that or not. I mean, I, I guess I have seen something like that, but like I said, I, I'd have to get your husband's signature because he's the one that signed everything over for Robert to help you guys with your finances when things went bad last year. Right, then this is what I'll do. I'll add some money to your retainer if you shutter your doors for the next week. Get my accounts transferred back and shutter your doors. Do not take any of Robert's calls. Do you understand me? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am, but uh, that'd be a large retainer. I have a lot of clients. How, if, how about if you shutter your doors to just Robert? Pretend you're closed when he comes by. All right, ma'am, I, uh, I can help you out, but you will need to uh, talk with your husband as soon as possible. Get him over here. Of course. Also, he did take a look at the will. I think you should know. I would like you to write up a new will, and he is not to be in it. I see. Well... Um, I'll no, get wait. right on that. What? Wait. Hmm? I feel bad leaving him completely out of it. Leave him one shilling. Well, uh, okay, ma'am. I'll, uh, I'll do that. Just so you know, the transfer I did, he'll, uh, be able to get to that money. So the quicker you can get your husband here, the, the better. Very well. All right, let's jump back over to you three. Ethel just kind of walks towards the exit. Alizé, you just finished speaking with Dr. Powell about all of this stuff going on. Dr. Powell, you get that realization that you did vocalize about the fact that Dr. Graves is by himself in a room with a split in half wolf and two people in masks. What do you guys want to do? Do you know what... Graves is still in there. What is he going to be? O is he lost? Maybe he might be lost. I'm unsure of his state of mind. What we're dealing with is very, very strong. It could infiltrate him. It's forces from another realm. Okay, I, you know, bollocks to that. And she's going to, like, turn on her heel and, like, storm back towards the door to go see what's going on. Okay, cool. Ethel, so you walk out to the courtyard and you see Detective Wilcox coming towards the door. And you're still relatively covered in blood. And Detective Wilcox goes, my lord, why are you covered in blood? You know, everywhere I go, you seem to be killing people or, or doing some mayhem. What is it this time? I have not done anything except have a very trying day. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to get into some better clothing. He moves in front of you and he goes, I will not be excused. I am Scotland Yard and you will listen to me. I've had quite enough. Then be brief. No, it won't be brief. You're coming with me to the station. We're going to have a conversation about what happened in the street and why you're covered in blood. Then you will kindly be 
so generous as to call ahead and make sure that there's something appropriate for me to wear when we arrive. Oh, I'm sure they'll have something appropriate for a woman of your kind to wear. Maybe something for jail. Come with me now. She just rolls her eyes. And he like tugs at your arm to, to bring you along. You will unhand me. I will come along, but you will not lay your hands on me. Lady, you're lucky I do not put you in irons. All right, so Alizé and Dr. Powell, you walk back to the, the door and it's closed. And inside of it, you see Dr. Graves huddled on the floor and he's just bawling. He looks up at you guys because he hears you kind of at the door. He mouths, I can't, I can't. And he brings out a scalpel and shoves it in his throat and cuts. And blood comes out and he just slumps over. And that's where we're going to end it. You're a terrible, terrible person, Wes. You're a bad man. Ooh. You're a bad man. Terrible. So um, that all ended on a happy note for everyone. Um, (laughs) It's perfect for the apocalypse happening outside. I like it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Don't worry, we will get to the sand rolls in the next episode because that uh, probably (laughs) caused some issues. But for right now, let's talk about what everyone is doing during the apocalypse. Uh, We can start with Terry. Oh, cool, cool. Um, hi. Uh, when I'm not being traumatized by Wes Otis, I am <laughs> watching scary movies every week. That's also kind of traumatic, but in a very different special way. Um, and we talk about them at Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, this last week, we've been actually the last few. We have uh, some interviews we've did in the before times, before the lockdowns happened. Um, uh, me and my co-host Julia got together with some fine folk and did some great interviews. Um, you can check those out along with some other really great films. We got a fun mix of very classic horror from like the 1930s all the way up into stuff that's um, on Netflix right now and new and recent in the last few years. Um, so check that out at Horror Movie Survival Guide every Monday. New episodes drop. They drop on Fridays or a little earlier for our Patreon folks. Um, I'm also back in the saddle at Tuesdays with the amazing Abrea as my DM, playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Um, on the high seas, though, with a fun pirate adventure, the Pirates of Salt Bay over at the Saving Throw Show. And I've also been hopping on over at Happy Jacks on their advice show. I'll be there a couple more times um, over the next couple months as we're hanging out in our houses and uh, broadcasting from home um, over there. Hey, I'm Mac Beauvais. I don't know what I'm up to half the time, but if you want to see whatever it is, you can find me on social media as at strange like that. You can also catch me over at Happy Jacks every Monday playing games. And uh, as you know, Ethel is a tarot reader. I am doing remote tarot readings. I always have, but in these times of quarantine, it's definitely more of a thing. And you can hop over to my website, strangelikethat.com and hit me up for that. 
Hi, I'm Abria Iyengar. You can catch me on social media at Quiddy, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. Uh, like Terry said, uh, Salt, Pirates of Salt Bay is back for its third season over uh, on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. on Saving Throw Show. Uh, super fun. And uh, you can catch me over on Scabby Rooster's channel playing a game in the Hill Folk system called Endymion's Gate, which is super cool and fun. Uh, I'm a space corporate executive. <laughs> So, you know, normal stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, on Tuesdays, I believe from si- four to 6 PM, uh, that time might change. You, or you're going to want to go catch me on socials just to double check, but there's a, uh, mass game I'm playing over with, uh, Michelle over on, uh, it's probably okay's channel. Uh, it's return to the spider verse and I'm playing miles Morales, nice. which is super fun. Yeah. It's really, really good. And then over on hyper RPG, uh, I'm on Colock 1991, which is a Kids on Bikes actual play. Uh, we're not currently doing any episodes, but we're still releasing Colock-related content. So keep an eye on our socials for all of that and catch up with all of the mystery before we get back into full episodes. Uh, I also do a podcast called Cookie Pushers with Malika from HyperRPG2. So uh, keep an eye out there for more episodes coming out. Hey, I am Michelle Otis, and you can find me on the socials at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. And when I am not gaming here, I am on a show with Abria. Uh, and it's, it's Return, to, Return of the Spider-Verse, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thrown around right now, but uh, keep looking for us <laughs> on the socials. Um, it's probably OK's channel. And um, when I'm not doing gaming at all i'm composing music and you can find my music uh through plate mail games on drive through rpg and i am wes otis like michelle says you can find the music and the sound effects on plate mail games uh through drive through rpg and battle bards um also if you want to find the podcast find us at 12 sided stories that's the number 12 sided stories um, on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also find our website at 12 Sided Stories, everything spelled out. If you want to help us out, either there's three things you can do. You can give us a review, you can give us a shout out on socials, or you can back our Patreon. We are starting to do a lot more on Patreon. We're going to be doing a Netflix uh, party where we're going to watch a movie and make comments and have some fun. Uh, that's going to be on in... Um, coming next month and in may and then we're uh, also going to be doing a uh delta green game it's going to be a game that's just for our patreon backers then it's going to be like um it's called um agents dossier and so different agents are going to come in and out um delta green's very very deadly so i think we're going to have a lot of uh, characters kind of go through the the grist mill as it were um so we'll see what happens um but that is it thank you so much for listening thank you guys for playing and uh we'll talk with you very soon